Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Are you the type of person who loves to treat yourself? You know, sometimes you just want to buy yourself a coffee, a fancy coffee. Sometimes you want to get a little extra legroom on the plane. You know what I mean? So if you ever treat yourself to the top options, other places like that, then why are we settling when we're finding a doctor? I know it's easy to fall into that rut, but your health is so important. Enter ZocTalk. ZocTalk is a place where you can find and book tens of thousands of top tier doctors, all with verified patient reviews. ZocTalk is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. There's no more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. You know we hate that. And these doctors all have verified reviews from actual real patients. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, which is so helpful. You can see who's located near you and who's available and who can treat basically any condition you're searching for. Plus, a typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 to 72 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. When I moved to LA years ago, I discovered ZocDoc because I was so tired of having to call all these different offices and wait. It took hours sometimes to figure out which doctor in town could help me and which one took my insurance, but not anymore with ZocDoc. I was able to find everything from a psychiatrist to a GI doctor, and I did that all through ZocDoc. And the app has only gotten better over time. I still use it. I still love it. I always recommend it to people, whether you have phone anxiety like me or not. It couldn't get easier to find a doctor with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash drink and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash drink. ZocDoc dot com slash drink. Are we on now? We just had a whole conversation about olives and blue cheese and nobody got to hear it. Probably for the best. Everyone's probably really grateful. (laughs) Everyone's like, thank God. At least we're five (laughs) minutes done already. Maybe we should do that every time. We should just not hit record and talk Right, we should just get all of our our gab out early. (laughs) Anyway, guys, the uh, bottom line is I don't like olives or blue cheese, and Christine does. And I'm on my third martini. There, that was the moral of the story. Because I bought a dollar martini glass at Goodwill. So what's up? What the fuck is up? Listen. Tell me. So much is up. Why are you drinking? Please tell me why you're drinking. I have a lot of reasons. Uh Uh-huh. A, somebody delivered a Christmas tree to our house today, which I'm super excited about. Mm -hmm. That's all. Uh, B, and it's my first Christmas tree. I also watched Christine not tip him. Listen, I said maybe (laughs) I should tip him. I was confused. Gio was freaking out. It was was overwhelming for everyone. I'll probably email the woman at the company and be like, can you give him $10 and put it on my credit card? I don't know. I'm really stressed out about it. Uh, also, I just want to add, we have a subreddit now. Yay! Someone made us a subreddit. It's, uh, ATWWD podcast. Perfect. Um, also, I want to add, this is something M brought to my attention. Uh, a woman named, okay, her Instagram handle is at MJBash71. She made a license plate that says, listen. Yeah, she got her, we have our first, uh, custom... (laughs) something from someone we always thought that it'd be cool if someone got a tattoo of our logo or like we were our goal is to have someone love us enough one day to give us a tattoo 
But so far, this girl's winning because she got a custom license plate meant for us. And it says, listen. I mean, come on. It's a Texas. What state was it? Texas. All right. So if you're in Texas and you see this, the license plate, listen, that's because of us. Give her a little love bump with your car. Give her a little listen. Give her a little listen. Uh, also, another thing is that people are trying to come up with a name for our listeners. You know how, like, my right. favorite murder is Murderinos. I heard Drinksters. I liked that. Drinksters is good. The number one right now on the poll um, is Boozers and Shakers, which is funny because it's like <laughs> Boozers and, and Milkshakers. Like, milk okay, I'm into that. Boozers and Shakers. The only thing is it's kind of long, so people are trying to find, like, a more succinct way of saying it. But uh-huh. Boozers and Shakers is, like, the number one right now. Uh, and also Jessica, our wonderful moderator on Facebook, has created this cool map feature where you can at, like tag yourself. She's not, just amazing, isn't she? She does everything. Wow. She just moderates. God bless you, Jessica. The hell out of everything. Also, let's go back to the name real quick. I like how it's booze like booze and booze like ghosts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so that's a twofer right there. It's as my dad would say, a double entendre. Oh, uh, so Jessica made this awesome map where you can like pin where you are. So and she said so that. When Emma and Christine want to create, um, like, a tour schedule, they can see... Oh, she's she's basically managing us already. She's, 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 not, she's not giving us the heads up to do a tour. She's just, like, greasing the wheels for us. She's just like, hey, I'm going to pave you a yellow brick road. She's like, when you choose to do it, we'll have already all prepared for you. <laughs> so, just saying. That's there if you want to add your location uh also before i forget next facebook live is sunday december 10th at 3 p.m right em oh yes what are we gonna do at that facebook live um we're probably gonna fuck up the wi-fi we're probably gonna fuck up not having a selfie stick the audio might be off and Mm -hmm. we won't be able to see any comments oh my god great so if you like anything that we just said what the fuck is wrong with you like do you not want to do you want to miss that no i don't i do but i have to be there no matter what unfortunately we have to be a part of it um speaking of patreon i want to add that this week's uh episode is sponsored by mio diaz nice thanks mio thanks for the cool name Okay, so it's at Mio Doll. It looks like she's... I'm stalking her Twitter because I'm a psycho. Yay! It looks like she's from Hamburg, Germany. Hamburg. Hey! Okay, so that's why you picked her, because she's a fellow German. Noah? Maybe? I think you Nepotism? I think so. So thank you, Mio, for your um, donation. (laughs) For your charity, for your generosity, for your philanthropy... For your for philanthropy. You, for your humanitarianism. Yeah, 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 yeah. Humanitarianism, yeah. before people say I said that wrong. M just drinks a lot I of I just have a martinis. lot of strokes. Oh. oh. Well, that too. Um. So also there's a fun thing we're planning for our $25 donors that is coming soon. It is coming. And it'll. I think it will be available for others, but I think our $25 patrons are going to definitely get a an early... Yes. An early surprise. They're going to get it faux free and it's going to be a good time. Real exciting. It's going to be a good time that lasts a long time, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> they don't yet, but I mean, they will. I do, but they don't. But like, it's funny to only you, <laughs> as many of my jokes are. Uh, right. Um, also, speaking of $25 donors and $10 donors, we have promised these video episodes and I... 
I promise you they're coming. And I'm also coming up with some other fun ideas for maybe posting. Well, I'm not going to. These videos are like our new shipping bullshit where we were like, we promise it's coming. We promise it's coming. And then we figured it out. And now we have something else to horribly just try to. We just keep failing left and right. We keep trying and. Uh, but it, it's the next thing. It is the next thing. So videos are coming soon and we have your, the $25 donors are allowed to submit, um, topics for video episodes that everyone who pays $10 or more on Patreon can watch. So we're going to start those really soon. And we have a couple logged, um, like Eric skull and some other people have submitted their, uh, suggestions and we're going to make those videos real soon. So get ready. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. Anyway, why are you drinking? You know why I'm drinking. I do, but like, tell me more. Can you tell people what's happened so far? Here's the thing. In, your, in the storyline that you're aware of. All right. Go as far back as you can. Listen. So what happened was, M has lived in this place for about a year. For over a year now. For over a year. And, um... Two of the roommates are moving out, mm-hmm. and so Em was like, oh, I'm going to find some new roommates. So um, they found two roommates who are going to live with them in the house mm-hmm. and planned it all out, got in contact with the landlord, and the landlord was like, mm, no, <laughs> you did everything wrong, and also by tomorrow, I need you to give me $5,000 in a cashier's check, and... That's definitely a condensed version of what happened. It's an incredibly condensed version. I swear to God, my landlord is a breathing, walking, living nightmare with legs and no heart. And she basically, a thousand things went wrong. And then at the very end, all we needed to do, we actually signed the lease and she decided, okay, well, I need your security deposit and your rent, your first month's rent. And I was like, okay, I have a check right here. And she said, no, I need a cashier's check. I had to get $4,600 in a cashier's check. But here's the thing. I don't have a West Coast bank. So that's my fault before people say, well, you should get one. I know. And that is exactly (laughs) what I'm fucking doing this weekend. So this never happens again. So I was like, what do I do? And they were like, well, you can at least get it in cash. So I went to the ATM. Fun fact, ATMs only have... A thousand dollar limit, and, and that's I was, where Christine comes in. And that's why I called Christine and I said, "I need all of your money in cash now." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, okay." Christine handled it. She well, no, barely. No, she handled five hundred dollars worth because the fucking PNC didn't give me any more than five hundred dollars. So basically, Christine was able to give me five hundred dollars in cash that night. Thank God, I have good friends. Yes. They all helped me out. They all gave me cash. And then I tried to Venmo them back. And Venmo has a policy where you can't actually spend as much money as I needed. I could PayPal them or some bullshit like that. But at this point, I've only got a couple of days left. write them a check. (laughs) Why are you laughing? Because the first time I tried to write a check in this story, she was like, no, cashier's check, $4,600 in cash tonight. Oh, right. So it's like a circular. It's like just a trigger now for me. So I never want to write a check again. Circle of life. Okay. Anyway, I'm in debt $2,000 to people, even though I have $2,000 and I have the best friends in the world for helping me down to the wire and trusting me to give them money immediately after they hand me all of the cash in their accounts. And then I drove to a 7-Eleven in the middle of the night. (laughs) 
And then after that, I was so stressed that like my way of going to the bar and getting a drink is going to the hookah bar. And I was desperate that night. So I just drove to a hookah bar on a work night. I met up with my friend, Nate. Right. And he didn't know any of this was going on. And I met him at the hookah bar and I told him I was going to be late. But if he wanted, he could meet me at my car. And so he gets in my car while I'm trying to count all this money to make sure I have the right amount. And he hasn't seen me in like a month and a half. And he opens up my car door and I'm covered in hundred dollar bills. And I'm trying to count it. And I'm like, get in the car. There's no time. Help me count. I'll explain later. And this guy was like, what the fuck is going on? So anyway, it looked like I robbed a bank. I know I took every, you could have just fast forward through all that. I'm sorry, but this has just been a nightmare and everyone needs to share my pain. So guys, if you hear machine gun fire during this episode, M has brought us into a really sticky predicament. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. If you're looking for creative ways to increase revenue, then get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course. Start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. With Squarespace Courses, you can create engaging content your audience will love, then simply add a paywall and set the price. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. It feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Junie, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. And Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD to save 20%. Prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Tell um, me tell me a story because now I'm, I feel like Listen, I'm drinking my Nothing third. Nothing can be worse than what I just went through. No, and I'm drinking my third martini, and I ate all the olives out of it. So I feel like I'm at, I'm at a low point. You're at a low point? I think you're at a fucking high point. I'm at a low point. All right. This is a restaurant in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready. Wait, is it Senor Frogs? No, but I love a good Senor Frogs. <laughs> um, all right. What if Senor Frogs was haunted? 
It probably is. Someone has gotten a little too drunk there and done some sort of spiritual damage, I think. Oh, my God. It's probably one of those people who do body shots. Yeah. And they probably died, and now they hunt. It's when they pour that bottle from, like, a yard away yes. and it somehow always gets into your mouth. And yes. Yes. The body shop people probably are, like, ghosts where they float around with, like, <laughs> shots on their belly buttons. Okay, go on. So, um, it's called Ashley's of Rockledge. Oh, that sounds That's way fancier. The name of the restaurant. It is in the area north of Melbourne and south of Cocoa Beach. Mm. So, we all know where that is. I still don't know where Does it is. Does anyone know where that is? Not me. When I think Melbourne, I think Australia. Me too. Melbourne. Okay. And when I think of Cocoa Beach, I think of Cocoa Puffs. Me too. Okay. Well, that's where that was originated. It was said to be um, the site of an old railroad depot, and that railroad depot burnt down to the ground. Oh, that's unfortunate. So it's laying on the remains of said railroad depot. Okay. It was then built back up after the prohibition, or after the repeal of prohibition, um, a.k.a. your heyday. Listen. What would you be like if we didn't, if there was like, if we still could not drink alcohol? What kind of person would you be? I would be a... Um, be doing a lot of illegal things, wouldn't you? A moonshine salesman. Yep. You know, my mom uh, used to ferment her own moonshine in our basement, <laughs> which, by the way, is not legal. So if you're a cop, you didn't hear this. But uh, she was the reason that a lot of people in my town had their first sip of moonshine. Nice. She was like, you want in? And they were like, fuck yeah, I do. Got them good Why and drunk. Why is illegal? my stepdad makes beer in the basement that's, that's fine illegal. it's it's moonshine i think because it's basically concentrated alcohol and you're in the south maybe it's still a thing maybe anyway linda she should have kept that business going because apparently she made some good moonshine she had like cherry moonshine and normal moonshine and um, it will always baffle me that you don't drink alcohol it baffles me that it baffles people because when i tell you the stories in private about the shit my parents went through or the kind of parties they went to it's like oh well that's why you don't do it yeah but see same but i went the opposite direction i feel like we both had similar situations but my coping mechanism was like all right i'll just erase it <laughs> with some gin and i just surrounded myself with a bunch of friends in high school who wanted to get drunk enough that i didn't have to like just mm -hmm. got drunk mm -hmm. enough that we were both kind of drunks you know if you put their over alcohol content with my underwhelming amount it made two normal drunk people see my dad always said that because he didn't drink in college and all his friends were like crazy drunk like germans mm -hmm. i don't get it I loved, I, I, I wouldn't change a thing. being sober around drunk people because they want to just, I just want to kill all of them. Yeah, but I'm pretty wild without alcohol. And so when other people yeah. are drunk, they like finally match up to me. So I'm yeah. like, oh, now I'm with the right kind That's of people. That's what my dad always said. He's, he always told us like when he was younger in his twenties, he would go to bars and stuff and hang out. And then the next day they'd be like, Bernie, you were doing this crazy thing. You were so drunk. And he was a sober and one. He was the only one not drinking, but like he yeah. was like, and he, they balanced out. Yeah. And when he told me the stories, I was always like, oh, cause like they were too drunk. I was like little and I was like, oh, they just didn't know. Like and he goes, no, I was actually doing all those things. I was just <laughs> sober. And I was like, oh, God. We just finally matched energies. Exactly. So uh, before it was called Ashley's of Rockledge, it was uh, called Cooney's Tavern. Or, well, I'm just going to go through the name, uh, through the list. Cooney's Tavern, The Mad Duchess, The Loose Caboose, which 
could mean a few things nowadays. Winner, winner. (laughs) (laughs) Sparrow hawk, which is weird because those are two types of birds. That doesn't make any sense. That's like eagle falcon. Yeah, that's like turtle tortoise. (laughs) Swan dove. (laughs) And then it was also called gentleman gyms. Listen. Before it was Ashley's or Brockledge. I like the one. What was the one? The loose caboose. Yeah, that's the one. That's the winner. <laughs> uh, so anyway, when it was called Jack's Tavern, it was a super classy area. Um, you had like like black tie affair. Like guys were wearing top hats and women were wearing their nicest dresses. Oh my. Glitz and glam, I tell you. Top hats. Top hats and coattails. Ooh, coattails. Love a good coattail. Love riding on them. You know, so you gotta ride to... on you gotta ride on them. I don't wanna do the work. You gotta <laughs> You gotta go it's to lonely it. up top. Let me hang out on the coattails. <laughs> you gotta go to the loose caboose and ride on some coattails. <laughs> you know? My favorite ride at the loose caboose is a good old coattail. <laughs> I don't know how you don't drink. I. It sounds like I'm drunk, right? Like, who needs alcohol when I'm already... I mean, the podcast is going well. This martini is great. People probably start halfway through or when they just pick up on a current episode, they're like, oh, Em's drinking. It's, no, I'm not. A lot of people do think you drink. A lot of people think that this is like some conspiracy theory. We're doing it as like a a marketing ploy. Like one day it'll hit the tabloids. I'm actually always drunk. Em, do a lot of people think that? Do they? You just said a lot of people think that. Oh, I was just pretending that. I'm questioning your your judgment on that. Mm, I like to think that people think about me all the time. So anyway. That's why we have a podcast. One of the ghosts, let's just get into this. Um, One of the main ghosts is a woman who floats down the stairs. And I guess the layout of the building is that it looks like a house. So there's a second floor. But when you are standing on the first floor, you can look up the staircase and you can look up at the second floor balcony-ish. Right, right, right. Like the ledge. And you can see dinner tables and people eating. And they can also look down from where they're eating and see into like what would usually be like the foyer of a house right 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 um so if you're sitting upstairs or standing downstairs you can see a woman floating down the stairs between the floors fabulous um they think it is they think it's the a woman named ethel allen and she died when she was 19 at jack's tavern oh that's so young it was um the last place that she was seen alive and a psychic who actually spoke to her apparently says that she was murdered there on her way down the stairs. So that's why she probably floats there. What do you mean she was murdered on the stairs? So they think that she was murdered and it started at the stairs. So either um, she, either the killer was a gangster because they think that she was somehow related to the mob or at least some like rough and tough guys in town. Right. Or they think it was a jealous boyfriend. They think, other people think it was a jealous boyfriend who was in the mob. So it could have been both of them. Oh, okay. But apparently there was an argument on the stairs she tried to run away from him on the stairs. She got chased out. And then when they found her, she was dead. Ugh. So that was kind of like the beginning of the process that led to her dying. So. Right. That's, and she was, I told you she was 19. Yeah. And that was in the 1930s. Okay. So the condition that her body was found in shows that it was um, a sign of a crime of passion. Mm. So she knew the person. It wasn't just like a, a done deal. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't handle the true crime part, so I don't know how to say these things lightly. I'm just going to nod. Okay. Um, 
the remains were found burned and she was so cut up that you couldn't recognize her. What um, the fuck? The only way they recognized her was like a part of her face, I guess. Like, I guess she had a birthmark and some other stuff on her face. So they could guess, but she was pretty, pretty not looking great. Um, oh my God. And they found her remains on the shores of uh, a river nearby. Uh, a lot of people wonder where the violent murder was, but they've just, it's just been determined as the stairs. Um, also there's a ghost. That's a man. Uh, it's okay. So different, different places said it was an entity of a man. Others said it was a spirit of a boy. Some said it was of a young girl. So a shapeshifter. (laughs) <laughs> also right. of a dog and a monster oh <laughs> um, yes uh so apparently uh because it was built because remember it was a train a railroad depot right so because it was located so close to the train tracks like br- i was looking at um re- like yelp reviews because it's still like a standing restaurant uh-huh. and they're like it's way close to the railroad like it's way uh, uncomfortably close to the railroad so it really was like a depot where people would stand until the train showed up and then they would just walk five feet to the train like right right um but so because it's so close to the train tracks and it's also close to a major highway right um they think that this man slash boy slash girl slash dog slash monster <laughs> um they think that Either it's multiple spirits or just one that shows up in different ways, but probably died on the property getting hit by either a car or a train. (gasps) Oh, Um, no. There is a story of one man that got arrested at the restaurant in the 40s, and he got dragged down the stairs. Like, they handcuffed his hands behind his back, his feet, like, basically hogtied him and then dragged him down the (gasps) stairs face first. And these were cops. These were cops. So, like, I don't know what they're protocol was back then but it was great fuck so dragged him out and i guess his daughter saw this like his like four-year-old daughter saw this happening and she got scared and ran out into the street and got hit (gasps) what yeah wait got hit by a car yeah poor baby and um wait what the fuck I guess because she just was freaked out. That's so twisted. But so um, they know that if they ever see a little girl, they like to think that it's maybe that girl because that's the only death of a little girl on the property. Um, And they've also seen her running up and down the stairs. And then they've seen her, like they've seen an apparition of a little girl talking to someone that wasn't there, which is the weirdest part because you can see a ghost talking to a ghost but you can only see one of the ghosts that's weird and then apparently if you like try to get her attention if they think it's like another guest's daughter right they'll be like oh what are you um who are you talking to just trying to talk to like a stranger like a strange child which by the way you shouldn't fucking do just so you know you shouldn't be talking to little kids if you don't know 2017 hello um but so people have been like oh who are you talking to just to watch out for them and then when she turns to look you she doesn't have a face (laughs) what okay listen i have a thing about torsos and no faces i have a thing about every other thing listen but so yeah she'll just like turn around and she turns around apparently way slow like listen too slow i'm gonna just say this real quick because i've had three martinis my first nightmare on record, I was two and a half years old. My I was sleeping in a laundry basket because my parents 
put me next to their bed in a laundry basket it's fine whatever <laughs> didn't call cps or anything it's also like, they're germans so fine it's like uh, it's not great but it's not awful it's like not great but it's like not, i didn't remember it for my whole life or anything not great but my first nightmare i was probably two and a half and it was this guy i was in my bed with my mom and the person who i thought was my mom turned toward me i'm sorry the person you thought was your mom oh in the dream gotcha okay. in the dream so i was in in the dream i was in bed with my mom even though my little gotcha laundry basket fake crib was next to the bed and my mom whatever turned around toward to face me and put her arm around me and it was a man with no face and it was <gasps> just skin over his whole face holy shit and i was two and a half years old and it's it's my earliest memory that's your early no wonder you drink it was really that's scary. why we drink i think so it was really scary he had just a skin face it was like that's skin over the whole face and i thought it was my mom could you see like the dimensions of like a nose there yeah. and everything it was like it just looked like a skin mask yeah it was like skin over all the features you were destined to have a true crime <laughs> podcast and it was my mom like in my dream like i put my arm on my mom i was like two or three years old and then she turned around and it was this man with like no face anyway sorry so that's what makes me think of you know they do say that ghosts come to children in their dreams good and you were kind of living next to a cemetery and by Sad. next to i mean on one not until i was 12 okay that was when i was living above the restaurant okay was that haunted too i mean probably i mean i can't imagine a two-year-old pulling that out of their ass yeah i don't know where that came from I, I didn't watch tv or anything hmm hmm anyway let's go on i'm gonna have that fucking dream now it's actually sometimes i think i still and the think arm about around it. you is the creepiest part because you like you're you're touching it without touching it. i still think about it because could you feel the heat of the body it was like and in my brain it's still it was like a real memory where like i'm like oh my mom's here and i like put my arm on her and she turns around and it's like this man with no face firm pass it's creepy i was two and a half i was so little my earliest memory <sighs> i was two or i was about to become two yeah and i was meeting my great grandma for the first time and i was sitting on her lap and i still remember like it's such a vivid memory i don't know what kind of little albert einstein i was at the time because i don't remember knowing physics at two or just science or how bodies work at all but um, I remember sitting on her and her being so brittle that I thought gravity was going to take its fucking toll. And I remember <laughs> thinking at two years old, I was probably like, what, two, five pounds? But I remember thinking I'm too heavy and I'm going to break through her legs and fall onto the ground. <laughs> what the fuck? And I still remember how bony her legs were. I And I still remember thinking I would have easily broken through her. And so I started crying and I remember... It was the first, my first memory. And I remember thinking in my, whatever my two-year-old babble was, I told myself, cry so your mom will get you so you won't break through her legs. What the fuck? And so I started crying and there's a picture of all of us and I'm crying and it's my, yeah. so I have a picture of my first memory. And you're like, I know what was happening in my brain. Mm -hmm. Listen, the first time I ever had a crush on a girl, there's also a picture of that exact moment too. No way. Very pivotal times in my life. Like my first memory the first time I liked a girl and knew that I liked a girl, they, there's pictures of both of those exact moments when it hit me in my head. How so old you, were you then? You, you can see a f 
just a little speck of my eye, my my widening, whitening eye. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was three. Mm. Or four. I was four. I was in preschool, whatever that age is. Her name was Sierra. She didn't like me back. So anyway, there's an entity of a couple more people. Let's get through this. <laughs> um, the There's an entity of an old man who apparently was an employee at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, before his death, not like while he's a ghost. Um, uh, oh, thanks. You don't. You never know. But he used to live upstairs, kind of like you living above a restaurant. Aww. Oh, this is your future. It is. And your past. Slash my past. So he's thought to be a longtime employee because apparently um, people will see him in uniform and they will see him with a um, like a dish towel over his arm or like a server's waiter's towel over his arm. Yeah. But they will also feel icy hands on their shoulders and back. Don't and touch they will, people. They will hear whispers saying it's closing time. saying like get that out it's semi-sonic being like closing (laughs) time and uh some people have reported um hearing whispers about um whatever's on tv in the bar so as if like someone was working in there and made a comment about the tv look cops is on (laughs) this is my favorite episode Um, lights and TVs will turn on off by themselves because what ghost story doesn't have that. Duh. Um, apparently this place has been covered with paranormal investigations. A lot of people go and check it out. And one time an investigator actually saw this guy on camera, um, with a towel over his arm and he was standing by the bar and he was, I guess, leaning on the bar or something like that. And he was looking right at the camera. That's creepy. Like he knew and he saw it and he didn't try to stop it no it's extra creepy when they like know it's creepy when they know especially when they don't have a face um (laughs) i mean this guy did but either way i'm not liking it don't talk to me about no face uh you know, maybe he could have done the Pan's Labyrinth thing and, like, put some no. p- ping pong balls on his hands. See, the thing is that I didn't watch that movie because of that weird memory I had. You know that the Nickelodeon show, All Real Monsters, the real-life version of that would just be the Pan's Labyrinth guy, well, except fat. Yeah, I also didn't watch that movie and because blue lips. at that age, I and was like, hair. oh, that's my, that dream monster I see. And so I didn't watch that I show. mean, really, whoever drew the cartoons for Al Real Monsters obviously got inspiration from Paz, Pan's Labyrinth because he's holding his eyeballs. He's literally holding he's his He's literally eyes. holding his eyeballs all the time. All right. Another investigator got a picture of the same guy, but he was standing on the staircase this time, also looking straight at the camera. I don't like that, though. This is why we have to pepper in shit about Nicktoons and my worst memories because... Otherwise, people are just going to not listen because it gets too the weird. Mood, you know? Like, oh, there's no face. Oh, my first memory is falling through my grandma's legs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there um, were demons in my childhood. Let's lighten the mood. <laughs> um, also, there seems to be an unknown spirit that nobody can see, which is presumed to be the spirit that the little girl is talking to that nobody can see. You know, the spirit that we can see talking to the spirit that we can't see. What? Oh, oh, oh. You yeah, know how there's the a girl, little girl, girl talking girl. to thin air? Yes. Apparently, the spirit that's thin air that nobody can see likes to move around the chairs and straighten the pictures on the wall. So they think that there's still like an employee thinking that they work there because they're doing all this little slight housekeeping. That's kind of nice. Again, why don't I have a ghost like that? Seriously. Do my laundry. So he, this unknown, unseen spirit may also be very territorial about his status. And because apparently, I guess, he used to work near the second floor. Okay. 
uh, or so they think, because if this is an employee, he must have worked on the second floor, because as soon as you get there, he's pretty territorial, and he will push and choke you ah! until you fall down the stairs. What? What? <laughs> Like, no big deal. He just, like, chokes you until He'll you... just straight up just, like, bing, like, get you. Jesus. Because he wants to be in charge of... It's like, floor. I'm gonna, like... Maybe someone, like, had some really dirty laundry and he was pissed about it. Like, here I am doing housekeeping work in the afterlife. Someone needs to pay. He's like, if someone's gonna vacuum this carpet... It's gonna be me and it's gonna be done right. And I will choke the hell out of you if or, you Or, you know what, try. he's probably choking them because he just vacuumed and now their muddy fucking That's feet are gonna trek right through. probably more. And he's like, I don't think so, get back downstairs. He's like, take your stupid kid with his cheese that's falling out of his mouth. It's like, oh, another crying baby, my favorite. So, the entity of Ethel, the 19-year-old that got murdered on the, near the stairs. Oh, no. She apparently is also very playful... And likes to show people how she died. Well, that's me. (laughs) Let me just do a dramatic reenactment of how I was murdered. If my death wasn't dramatic enough, wait until I do it again. I need everyone for the next 200 years to watch. I I wasn't getting enough recognition for my death before, (laughs) so we're going to try until it's done right. Apparently, um, she will... Uh, start with a loud, booming, piercing scream. Mm, sure. So you can't actually see the death, but you sure can feel and hear it. So um, there's a scream that can be heard only in the middle of the night coming from this building, but coming from every room. So no matter where you are, you think it came from the room you're in. Good. There have been people who are upstairs and downstairs at the same time and swore it was right behind them from both floors. Um, it's reported that police have even been called because they oh. thought that the scream was legitimate and from another guest. Then, after you hear the scream, the choking happens again. Mm-mm. But this time, apparently, the grip is different, so they think it's a different spirit. Because you know how there was the guy who's vacuuming? Apparently, his choking method is different than the one that follows a scream. <laughs> what the fuck? So, <laughs> apparently, people will feel... This one's just a slight choking sensation, so she's friendlier. Oh, that's nice. Um, And then... It will, this choking will kind of drag them. Like, I don't get it. It's lighter and not as harsh, but will also drag you by the neck. Like, it's a lighter feeling, but will also carry your entire human body. Um. Towards the bathroom, towards the stairs, going up to the second floor where the beginning of her death took place. No, no, no. She will also scratch their necks if they try to resist. Okay. Um. So anyway, she also, when she's feeling a little happier, she likes to tease the staff in the ladies' room So and actually tease them. So a few people have gone into the bathroom, into the stall, looked like under the stall, like you know how you see other, other people's feet? Yeah. There's someone else standing in the stall with shoes and stockings from the 1930s. What? Um, with boot-like, uh, a boot-like kind of shoe apparently with buttons and high heels so it looks yeah. like very old school and you'll hear like the woman in there humming or like getting herself ready like adjusting her dress and all that and then when the staff comes out uh they'll see the door open and no one's in there ah! um apparently others have been so freaked out and then they're like frozen in fear because of what they just saw and then they get pushed out the front door ew um there have also been two employees that saw that and just ran out and never came back to work. 
Oh, shit. There have been other staff members in there who were trying to clean the bathroom, but the door was forced shut as if someone was pulling the other side of it to keep it closed. And like, so the staff member couldn't leave. Right. And then she flipped out, like freaked out, started crying. And then the door just like slowly cracked open. Like, Ooh, I guess I took this joke too far. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, um, sometimes you can also see her face in the bathroom mirror. And that is what she's about. That's all about Ethel. Ethel. Ethel, my, my very scary girl. Listen, chill the fuck out. Um, apparently, there are other spirits out there who like to choke. Uh, a lot of a lot of chokers. Why? A lot Why? Of chokers. Why? So there's a third choker, and they think that this one is the her killer. <gasps> um, Do you think that's why she chokes people? Why? Because someone did it to her when yeah. she was younger? Maybe. Doesn't she choke people, too? Or she is... does the slight choke, but a full drag. Oh, she just, like, carries She just people. defies all laws of science, because... With... What do you mean a slight... Okay, yeah. Like, she, like... Give me your arm. No. No. Like, instead of, like, grabbing you hard, like, she does it lightly, and somehow she still pulls you. How? Exactly! Okay. Okay. So we're both on, on the same level of confusion now. Definitely. Um... There's also a sense of doom felt all over the place, especially in the storage area and some of the corridors. Good. Um, they People have seen a full apparition walk through the front door that was closed. Um, things in the kitchen have broken in front of people, including glasses, which never actually left the table. They just exploded on impact, like just exploded in front of you. Good. Fabulous. Um, some people get pushed either up or down the stairs and they say it feels like a child trying to tug on their shirt to get attention, but so strongly that they end up falling. It's like, that's a, that's a demanding child. Oh yeah. Furniture is rearranged in front of your eyes. Cooking items are thrown and smashed. People, um, report feeling choked in their sleep, the best kind. I'm sorry. No. Uh, someone, there's actually a quote from someone who used to work there who says, I worked there when I was 18 and things were always jumping off the shelves and breaking on their own, like plates and cups. One time a knife flew across <gasps> the kitchen, like somebody threw it, but nobody was there except me and the cook who were standing on the same side of the room. The worst times are after the place closes. I used to clean up and would be there by myself, and I could hear all kinds of noises like voices or people walking. I finally quit because I didn't like being there by myself at night, especially when the knives started throwing themselves (gasps) when I was alone. What? People will also feel an unexplained tingling on their face, and a floating orb has been seen in several photographs in the dining area. Some people have seen the little girl with no face out of the corner of their eyes playing and dancing in the room by themselves, but also laughing and clapping for something else that's not there. Okay. Is it the same girl that talks to the thing on the stairs? I think so. Oh, no. Because she also doesn't have a face. And if there's two children without faces, that's just the line. The thing without the face, I have to go to bed 10 feet away from here in about an hour, and I can't handle it. Um, so... Apparently, the show has also been on a pilot called Haunted America. Okay. And on the monitor, you can see an object floating in midair, and it's definitely solid enough that you, can, you can't you can see through it, but it's, like, not... Like, it wasn't there before. Like, you see it manifest on the show. Okay. Um, someone going by the building uh, one time called the police because they thought that they heard a couple in the restaurant fighting, but the restaurant was actually closed. Mm. So they heard, like, people screaming, and so they think that that's also Ethel and her murderer. Right. Um, there's a little girl who's, like, in kindergarten, like, very young age, and she 
was acting really annoyed and she told her grandpa to tell that little girl to quit <laughs> messing with me and uh no one had told her about a ghost at all and when they asked like oh what about that girl they said she has a weird face <gasps> listen Anyway, the other thing is that another team of investigators went one time to the house after night and they watched a chair levitate across the room and then gently settle back down to the floor. And then they saw another chair levitate and it got smashed into the floor like it was angry that I had to do it a second time. Um, floating objects in the uh, dining room and others have claimed to see toilet paper rolls unraveling from the spools in front of them, windows opening by themselves and latches unlock as well as faucets turning on by themselves after hearing a little girl giggle. Um, there's also an apparition of a young girl dressed in, quote, roaring 20s clothing, and equipment will almost always fail after you've seen her walk by. Whoa. I feel like if I were a ghost, I would, like, eat all the cheesecake or something. Like, I would do well, something... Well, one of the ghosts I talked to when I was um, doing investigations myself, my favorite story is we were explaining chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream right. to her because she was i mean she died in the late late 1600s early 1700s whoa so she was never around for ice cream which in itself is, is a crime fucking tragic but so she knew about cookie dough and we were like oh have you ever had um <gasps> and i guess they had like i guess it wasn't ice cream they had some like custard or something. something like that yeah we kind of described it down to custard and we were like well we have um, we have frozen custard where it's, it's, it's like snow and custard put together. So it's icy, but it's creamy and it's really nice. And we have this, uh, a chocolate chip cookie dough version where you put cookie dough in it. Um, we put cookie dough in the custard and you can eat it all at the same time. And then all of a sudden we heard a little girl, um, giggle from a corn from the corner of the room. And this is a pitch black fucking room, by the way. No, thanks. We hear her giggle. Then we hear little girl like in heeled shoes footsteps walk towards the table we were at no and then we hear the giggle louder no and then the table shifted and like it's like how there's a table between us right now right. the table between us shifted and we heard her footsteps run to the other side of the room where the door was and then we saw the door move as if she ran through it and then we heard steps go down the stairs to the kitchen uh, as if like she was about to go try and find some wait that's sad she didn't find any <laughs> no but to be fair this house during operation hours like when we're not doing lockdowns um it used it's a kitchen it's a restaurant that she lives in so i the beginning of that conversation was saying oh now that you live in a restaurant do you uh, i see do you get to eat a lot of cool stuff how about ice cream and then the machines didn't go on it didn't like nothing went off because i don't think she knew what ice cream was and so we had to explain it to her. And then she ran away as if she went to go look for some in the kitchen. I mean, she'll probably get all the spaghetti bolognese she could ever dream of. <laughs> I think so. So anyway, that was Ashley's of Rockledge in Florida. Slash. Slash Christine's Hell. Slash. What? What's it called? Ashley's oh. of Rockledge. No, the name. Uh, the other name. Oh, slash Loose Caboose. Loose Caboose. That's the one. <laughs> Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. 
I know I've talked about it before, but we received the most lovely gift basket from Fun Love. First of all, I didn't know what it was at first. And then when I pulled out a vibrator, I thought, oh boy, this is not your everyday fruit basket. There was everything, I'm telling you, from sexy perfumes to toys to vibrators to lube. I mean, I gotta say, it's like a one-stop shop, okay? If you go to funlove.com and you're looking for maybe a romantic evening, either with a loved one or with yourself, they've got what you're looking for, I can promise you. So what are you waiting for? Explore, discover, indulge, and make love fun by visiting funlove.com. And if you live in Arizona or Colorado, check out one of their 18 store locations. Hey, maybe I'll stop by when I'm in town. And for a limited time, you can save 30% off your first order when you use the code DRINK at funlove.com. Head to funlove.com today and use code DRINK at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Okay. Here we go. Are you ready for my story? Yep. This is the story of Ursula and Sabina Erickson. Okay. Do you I, know it? I don't know who they are. Oh, man. It's so good. It's one of my it's favorites. It's going to get me going. going to get you fucking going. All right. A friend of mine named Ariana, who we took AP Euro together and bonded over just like the horrors of high school. And uh, she used to write me letters uh, from Patrick Stump, my husband from Fall Out Boy. And, oh, we know your husband. We know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just clarifying. So she and I reconnected um, after years because of the podcast and she messaged me and said like, why don't you do this topic? And it's something I've always been really interested in, but um, never really considered as a topic for the podcast. But today I was like, I got to do it. So here we go. Okay, let's go. Ursula and Sabina Erickson, identical twin sisters from Sweden. Wait, are these the silent twins? No. Okay. But that's another one. I know. I know that's another one. They're I know it's yeah. We have quite the list, guys. We got quite the list of things coming we up. We do. So not much is known about them except that they grew up in Sweden, in western Sweden, with their older brother, and they were both born in 1967. Uh, their entire background section on Wikipedia is literally one line. It's one sentence. It's just like... In the early 2000s, or they grew up in Western Sweden with their older brother and were born in 1967. That's the only background anyone has on these two. That's all of it. All of it. Nothing Wonderful. else. Wonderful. Awesome. Else. I love ambiguity. Yeah. Great. Fabulous. Um, so in the early 2000s, uh, Sabina was living a pretty normal life. She lived with her partner and their two children in Ireland, and her twin sister, Ursula, was living in America. Okay. Ursula's in America, Sabina is Ireland. Yes. Got it. So in 2008, for whatever reason, it's an unknown reason, Ursula flies to visit her sister in Ireland. And according to Sabina's partner, they were inseparable ever since she arrived in Ireland. So one day, they just up and left unannounced and decided to travel to England. So they end up in Liverpool the next day on May 17, 2008. 
And they go to the Liverpool police station to report that Sabina's partner and another man have kidnapped Sabina's children. Oh, no. Uh, So no one knows how they ended up in Liverpool or why, uh, but the twins' older brother later said in a cryptic interview in a Swedish newspaper that his sisters were being chased by madmen. Hmm. Good. So they file this report, and then they immediately hop on a bus to London. Uh, during this bus ride, the driver became suspicious because uh, they were acting really bizarre. They were holding their bags tightly to themselves. And then he asked to uh, search their luggage because they were holding onto it over their chest and wouldn't right, put right, it right. in the luggage rack. And they refused to let him touch their luggage or them. So he pulled off and asked them to get off the bus. The manager of this bus company Uh, saw them clutching their luggage and just acting like totally petrified and called the police because she was like, I mean, it's 2008. She was like, I don't know what's going on. It might be a bomb threat. Right, right, right. So some police show up and uh, inspect their luggage and they find nothing more suspicious than a laptop. And they say, you know, they're not harmful and let them go. So not soon after the police leave, the twins decide they're just going to continue their journey on foot. So they start walking down the central divide of the M6 motorway, highway, Mm -hmm. for you American folk. Um, And this is all actually, you can see this on CCTV footage uh, of them just walking down the center divide of this major highway. Just walking right down the middle of it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Bold. So they're walking down the central divide, um, and then they decide to attempt to run across the highway. Oh, good. Uh, and so like Frogger, like Frogger, but like, so like Irish American Frogger, Irish American Frogger, where also you might die. Right. So, you know, Frogger might die. High stakes Frogger. (laughs) (laughs) IRL Frogger. (laughs) Frogger IRL. Frogger IRL. Yay. It sounds like a fun app. Yeah. It's just like, it's when you have Frogger on your phone and then it demands an update if you want to play. Or it's like you have Frogger on your phone. It's like, okay, now virtual reality, like run across the street <laughs> and you can see everything on your phone. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine a VR Frogger? Right. Ooh, VR that's Frogger. just the quickest yeah. way to go. So anyway, so they're uh, on CCTV. They decide to attempt to cross the highway. One of them gets hit by a car. Ooh. Yowza. So the police show up and the highway patrol shows up. Um, and of course, because this is the world we live in, uh, a film crew from a show called Motorway Cops. Oh my God. Which is basically like the British version of cops. Perfect. Is driving along with the police. Convenient. So convenient. So they're just like, happen to be this fucking film crew (laughs) with the police and they show up with the highway patrol. Um, and so like this, they had gotten minor injuries, so they show up and they're like trying to get this report taken care of. Um, that's kind of like what real cops is though. Like cops IRL, it's like cute. Like anyone who's ever been on the show cops probably for a second was like, Oh, how convenient that there's a film crew. (laughs) Like like, there's never been one that was like, Oh, this was expected. This is what I wanted. That's so true. But you think about it. And every time I watch it. By the way, I love that show. I love that show. But I will add that they all have to sign. Not like, yeah. They the have only to reason you can see their face is because they've agreed to be on TV. And like rarely you'll see someone's face blurred out, and you're like, oh, why are they blurred out? And you're like, 
oh, right, they're the smart person who was like, I don't want to be on this fucking TV exactly. show. Exactly. Same with, like, one of my favorites. If I'm ever in, like, a real depression spiral, yeah. I just binge watch um, old episodes of To Catch a Predator. Oh, it's so... I cannot get it off. Have you... They picked it back up. No, I haven't seen that. You haven't? No. It's, like, it's something... It's else. Else. Hanson Hanson versus Predator is the oh, new ver- it's already out shit. it's already out what's it on um YouTube but like it's literally he this man has not aged by by at all Botox probably Hashtag he looks Botox. exactly the same that's why I was like he kind of has a little gray hair is he trying to go for like the Bob Barker thing where he looks wise now Dude, and I was like no yeah. it's been 15 years I didn't know it all oh, oh, oh but but all of those guys like if you can see their face they signed waivers right saying that they want to catch a predator and like they're all like please I don't want to be on TV please don't show my face on TV but it's like we okay but you're I can see your fucking face so you definitely signed something after this was filmed I talked to my coworker, Joanna, who's from England, and she was like, why would people go on? Like, we were talking about the show Catfish, mm-hmm. and I was like, it's so fascinating. Like, when it first came out, it was just such a fascinating look at, like, culture and American society. And she's like, I just have a hard time believing that these people would actually go on TV. And I'm like, people go on TV to do way stupider yeah. shit just to be on tv like yeah. they, they don't get any paid. attention is good attention in america apparently yeah they don't get paid they don't get i mean usually their reputation is ruined but they're on tv like there's nothing mm-hmm. five minutes of fame there's no rede- redeeming qualities from being on it but yeah so basically this show called uh what's it called again oh motorhome cops motorhome isn't it (laughs) what rv cops what is it called trailer park cops motorway cops sorry 40 and slip because i plan on living in a fucking mobile home one day so (laughs) mobile home cops (laughs) we laugh but also that really is a dream of mine so they're all there they're checking out what's going on when without warning get ready i'm ready without warning what the hell could happen now ursula you can see this on footage Climbs over the divider and runs into highway traffic. Oh, no. She is hit head-on by an (gasps) 18-wheeler truck. Semi-truck. In England, they call it an articulated lorry. Alrighty. I don't know what the fuck you call it. It's an 18-wheeler. It's a Uh, big rig or... Big rig going at 56 miles per hour, which is 90 90 kilometers per hour. Before police can even react to her getting hit by this fucking 18-wheeler, Sabina, her sister, jumps over the divider, follows her sister into traffic, and is instantly hit by an oncoming car going at full speed. Oh, shit. She bounces off the windshield, which completely cracks. (gasps) She flies into the next lane and falls unconscious. And both women survive this adventure into oncoming traffic. Oh, my God. So Ursula tries to get up, but her legs have been completely crushed by this fucking truck. Kind of like what I did to my grandma's legs. Excuse me? When I fell through them. Oh. <laughs> I was like, you drove you, over? You were there, obviously. You hit your grandma with a truck? Okay, oh I get God. it. <laughs> She's rolling over in her grave right now. Listen, one time my stepdad drove over my mom's foot with a car, but we're not oh, supposed fuck. to talk about it. One time I was on a date with a, a quote date with a quote boy and uh i don't know why boy was quoted he was definitely a boy which is why i didn't want uh, this date it's just like a lot of quotes but my uh mom almost hit him with her car (laughs) on the way to dropping me off 
he she literally was inches away from hitting him but i mean it didn't work out but for different reasons what if it was just because linda almost hit him with a car that was the beginning of the end i will say that that's when you really set shit in motion i'm changing my entire outlook on life it was like mom because of that i will never (laughs) date a boy again (laughs) and i meant it no my stepdad in germany drove over my mom's foot did he break it or was it one of those weird stroke of lux things? Uh, he broke it and then we were never allowed to talk about it again because they had just oh, started. So you're just broadcasting it to the world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were just started. They had just started dating and my stepdad had just met my extended family. We were in Germany and he was like, that's horrible. If I were like, it's worse because it's like meet the Fockers. We're like, yes, or meet the parents. Yes. We're like, you, you have no one to laugh with because you're the outsider. And I was laughing and Tim was like to not ever because oh. <laughs> my mom's like me she's like oh my god it happens it's fine like it's okay like i'll get it fixed you right. know whatever and then tim was like do not ever bring this up ever again but now i'm across the country so i feel like whatever come and get me anyway haha ha, come and get me um anyway so she flies across the lane blah 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 Uh, Both women survived. So Ursula's legs had been crushed by the truck and Sabina was unconscious for 15 minutes because she had been hit by a Volkswagen. Fair. Oh, so she gets hit by a Volkswagen is unconscious. The one that got hit by a fucking trailer is conscious. The one that got hit by a trailer truck and can't move. But her legs are completely shattered. All right. Give and take. Listen. When paramedics uh, tried to treat both of the women, they resisted. They fought, screamed, they spit at them. They attacked the officers and the paramedics. They were not having any of it. Um, at one point, Sabina shouted, they're going to steal your organs. Oh. And Ursula turned to the police officer who was trying to restrain her and said, I recognize you. I know you're not real. <gasps> what? Then how can she recognize him? I'm telling you. Uh, Sabina stood up. She was the one who got hit by the the speeding Volkswagen. Mm-hmm. Uh, when a police officer tried to persuade her to stay on the ground so she could be treated for her injuries, uh, Sabina punched her in the face wow. and went running back into traffic on the other side of the highway. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it took several emergency workers, as well as civilians who had pulled over to restrain her and carry her to a, to a waiting ambulance where they then sedated her. Um, an officer later said it was as if she was almost waving them around like rag dolls on her arms. Like she was <gasps> so strong. Even after getting hit by that fucking Volkswagen going like 70 miles per hour, uh, she was so strong that she was able this to... This might be an insensitive question to ask, but was she drunk? Because some people have that weird Hulk power when they get drunk. They just get hit with cars and just keep running. No, um, or just like fling people around like they're ragdolls. I mean, the the most the closest thing to that was people uh, suspected they might have been on PCP or something. Oh, that's a good one too, because all that super strength, which like alcohol won't get you like that far, but PCP will make your brain like super crazy. Okay, that's a better. But I should have just asked if she was on anything at all. But um, the talk screens showed. No alcohol, no drugs in their systems whatsoever. Yowza. So, no. uh, That theory was debunked. Okay. Um, So, both women were rushed to the hospital. Ursula was put in intensive care, and she stayed there for several weeks. 
Sabina was only in the hospital for a few hours before being given a clean bill of health and being transported to the police station. So, again, talk screens showed no alcohol or drugs in their systems at the time of the incidents. Uh, at the police station, Sabina was suddenly a completely different person. She was calm, polite. Uh, the officers even called her flirtatious. Just very easygoing. Um, and two days later, she pled guilty to trespassing on the highway and hitting a police officer. And she was sentenced to one day in custody. But since she had already spent um, a night in police custody, they basically determined she'd already served her time. So they said she was free to go. So Sabina starts wandering around the streets of Stoke-on-Trent. She was carrying a clear plastic bag of her possessions that the police had given to her. And that evening, after she was released, at 7 p.m., two local men spotted Sabina while out walking their dog. The men were 54-year-old Glenn Hollinshead, who was a welder, paramedic, and former worker for the Royal Air Force. A lot of things that that Glenn is he, up to. He did. Glenn had quite a, a resume. Glenn had quite a resume. He was also a father of two kids. He's done a lot with his life. You know, Glenn. Glenn was an accomplished, a well, a well-esteemed man. Yeah, an accomplished Glenn. You know, classic Glenn. Classic Glenn. Um, and then he was with his friend Peter Malloy. Oh, so Mike's brother. <laughs> That's a, Mike Malloy's brother. <laughs> That's, that's all the information. You know, can you imagine if that girl who's flinging paramedics like ragdolls and Michael Malloy decided to get Whoa. together? That baby would be the Antichrist. Just saying. Or that baby would just rule the fucking world. That guy would be in a frat that- for sure. <laughs> that guy would win every flip cup tournament. I'm just saying he would do a keg stand at two years old. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, da, 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 da. okay, so Glenn and his friend Peter are walking a dog and they see Sabina <laughs> and they're like, something's up. She's wandering around by herself. And Sabina kind of stops. She's friendly. She pets her dog and they strike up a conversation. And she asks them for directions to any nearby bed and breakfasts or hotels. And Glenn is like, you know what? Why don't you just come stay at my place? No. So they walk back to his home, and on the way, uh, Sabina tells the two men that she's trying to locate her sister, who had, again, been taken to the hospital. Right. So the three spent the evening drinking and talking, but apparently her behavior was super weird. Uh, She offered them cigarettes, but then immediately snatched them back, saying they might be poisoned. Uh, The second anyone even did that that alone i'd be like "Eh, okay turn it in for the night goodbye please don't sleep here i'd be like hey do you see that outside why don't you go look at it and then i'd shut the door and lock it for a guy like glenn who's been around the block he doesn't seem to have learned much glenn he seems like that guy who would still like try to hitchhike or something but it's like that guy pick up a hitchhiker yeah i mean he literally just did i mean he kind of a walking hitchhiker a walking hitchhiker i mean it's one of those things where it's like your weakness, you know, like a, like a young woman who seems troubled and you want to help. You Aww, know, damsel in distress, you know, Glenn. Sure. Glenn. <sighs> Classic Glenn. God damn it, Glenn. Okay. So she was also carrying multiple cell phones and a laptop on her. 
Um, and wouldn't explain why. Um, she kept looking out the window the entire night anxiously, just like peering out the window. Mm. Uh, eventually, Malloy went home and Sabina stayed in Glenn Hollinshead's home for the night. So the next day, Hans had offered to help Sabina find her sister Ursula because she was super concerned about where she would where she was. Uh, so he began calling hospitals to try and help locate her. And that evening at 7:40 p.m., Hans had came outside of his house to ask his neighbor, uh, Frank Booth, for tea bags because he wanted to make some tea. Okay. But his neighbor Frank was washing his car, and he said, "As soon as I'm finished washing the car, I'll come over and bring some tea bags with me." So Glenn Hollinshead was like, okay, great. Uh, I'll see you then. He walks back into his home and uh, Sabina was waiting inside with a kitchen knife. Uh, moments later, Hollinshead's neighbor watched Glenn stagger outside his house and yell, she stabbed me before collapsing on the ground. <gasps> Sabina fled. The neighbor called an ambulance and it turns out Sabina had stabbed him five times with a kitchen knife. And oh, no. Glenn Hollins had died on the spot of his injuries. Oh, no. So soon after, a passing driver spotted Sabina wandering the streets, smashing her own head in with a hammer. Oh, my. Her own head. Her own head. She had taken a hammer from Glenn's house and was smashing her own head in with a hammer. <gasps> Oh, my God. So this driver got out and tried to tackle her in, a, in an attempt to take the hammer away. Uh, but while he was trying to pull the hammer away, she somehow grabbed a roof tile out of her back pocket and stabbed him in the head with it. <gasps> which What? Which temporarily stunned him. Temporarily. So she didn't kill him, but she, like, basically him. knocked him out with a fucking roof tile. Uh, so at this point, paramedics were there. They began to chase her. She ran to a bridge and fucking jumped off of it. Wait, so she's taken a hammer, either blunt end or sharp end, to her head multiple times and somehow hasn't hit herself in the head that stops, like, motor functions she's, and she's still... She's capable. also been hit by an 18-wheeler going at 60 miles per but hour. But her brain is working enough to... That I would feel like if you damaged yourself that much, at some point your brain tells you to just, like, at least, at the very least, the part that, like, helps you move your arms and shit is turned off. Stops, or, yeah. Or, like, at least the part of your brain that is telling you to do this stops. Nope. <laughs> it just, wow, just yeah. sure will. She just, uh, she sees the cops, she runs to a um, bridge, and she dumps 40 feet off the bridge onto a highway. Oh, my. She survives. God damn it. Uh, she had several broken bones and was taken to a hospital. And while she was in the hospital, she was arrested. Uh, she was discharged on September 11th and charged with murder. Uh, she pleaded guilty to manslaughter with diminished responsibility the following year on September 2nd, 2009. She only ever responded to questions with, quote, no comment, even... Uh, extensive police questioning. So no matter what anyone asked her, she always said no comment. There was nothing. Oh, shit. Nothing. Um, the defense claimed that she was a secondary sufferer of folie a deux, which is uh, like the madness of two. Mm -hmm. um, and they said that she was influenced by the presence of her twin sister, who was a primary sufferer, and she was kind of adapting to her sister's illness. 
Uh, so the plea of manslaughter on the grounds of diminished responsibility was accepted, and Sabina was sentenced to five years in prison on September 2nd, 2010. But she had already spent 439 days in custody, which meant she was eligible for release in 2011. So this is pretty much the last anyone knows of what happened to the twins. Um, except that Ursula supposedly ended up back in the U.S. and joined something called the Sacred Heart Church. Okay. Where she received the RCIA rites of scrutiny prayed over her as she opened herself to the illuminated and healed by Christ and delivered from emptiness, illusions, and death-prone effects of evil. Wow. That is a long, long thing you said. It's a lot of words, and apparently it means that the demons were expelled from her. Mm, doubtful. Sure. Uh, it's believed that Sabina, her sister, is back in Europe living in Norway. And probably not mentioning any of this garbage. Totally. Just like living her Norwegian life in silence. With Lisa, I'm sure. Isn't she from Norway? Who's that? Oh, Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> Who's that? I thought you meant Blaze's aunt. Oh. Lisa G. Lisa sounds like she'd be involved in the story. Listen, Lisa G's from Norway. All right. Tell Stick. us tell us how that girl's doing, Lisa. Is it's your she, job now. Is she your neighbor? Do you... Where... What did you do? What have you done? What did she do? Let us know. One of the theories... Okay, so there's a lot of theories as to what happened with the sisters and what the fuck was going on. So, Foliado, the uh, shared madness of two, it's like a, a rare psychological illness where... If one person has a psychiatric breakdown, the person who another person who's really close to them, for example, like it's an common I in twins, identical twin. Yeah. It's not like common in twins. No, it, okay, but, it's not common for twins to have it. It's common for people with that to be a twin. Right. Sure. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or like a sibling or something. So like one of the theories is that like Ursula had this fucking breakdown and then Sabina kind of like empathized a little too strongly right like <laughs> went on board and that's you know madness shared by two that's kind of like us when we're uh, trying to do shipping or something that's kind of us like <laughs> every fucking day <laughs> um but so everything so there's theories that range from that um to demonic possession to mk ultra which <gasps> i Ooh. think is really fascinating well if you don't think it's fascinating you just don't know about it you just don't know and I read a lot of articles about how they might have had some sort of association with that, which I find really interesting, which, again, conspiracy theory, you know, you're all going to probably be like, that's bullshit. But it's interesting to think about. So for those who don't know, MKUltra was the human research program conducted by the CIA. It was very real. It, it was very real. It was real. The it C legitimately happened. Yeah. The CIA, the government, um, you know, admitted to it and explained what it was. Uh, it started in the early 50s, uh, and it involved unwitting test subjects who were fed LSD, uh, who were subjected to hypnosis, isolation, sensory deprivation, and even torture. And the ultimate goal of the project was to find the most efficient way to control someone's behavior. Uh, and supposedly, uh, the research ended in the 60s slash early 70s, but people tend to argue about that and uh some people believe that ursula who had been living in the u.s might have been part of one of the mk ultra experiments uh and 
one article I read says something interesting that it has been suggested that sight of the police acted as a post-hypnotic trigger on the sisters, causing them to self-destruct, which is something that, uh, like, suicide triggers was something that people associate with the MKUltra experiments. Right, right, right. Where uh, part of this plan was creating these triggers that would cause their subjects to self-destruct. So, Oh, I see. Gotcha. So to, you know, like, if they were to see police in uniform, they would self-destruct. Okay. Such as run into traffic and get hit by an 18-wheeler. Ooh, shit. To uh, avoid being questioned or, you know, that kind of thing. So that was, that's part of the, one of the theories about. That's how I feel about disembodied feet. <laughs> it's, my, it's a trigger. I just lose my mind. You're just going to run into an 18-wheeler. <laughs> well, kind of in real life, though, wouldn't you, if you saw... A disembodied foot when you just like run the other direction regardless of what's there i would i mean i wouldn't run into traffic on purpose but like you know i mean you don't know you don't know what could happen i guess i don't know until i experience it <laughs> so no one knows exactly what happened that day uh except ursula and sabina themselves uh at this point you know Sabina's in Europe, living in Norway. Uh, Ursula's in the U.S., part of some church that's expelling her demons. And of course, nobody knows their backstory. No one knows about their children or their family. Uh, people believe they might be part of MK Ultra. People believe it might be a, a, a folia dose scenario, and nobody really knows what happened. So it's just kind of a creepy ass story. Yeesh. I like the MK Ultra version. Me too. It's fascinating. You know who else was an MK Ultra? Um, Eleven's mom. I uh, see. Mm-hmm. Stranger things. I'm just saying, maybe, maybe, if Ursula had kids, maybe their name is a number, and maybe they were found in Indiana. And MK Ultra was an actual. Yeah, MK Ultra legitimately happened. Like the, it wasn't. It's not like a theory. It's like an actual CIA yeah. project. Um. So, and they said it ended in the 70s, and again, like they were born in the 60s, and. A lot of people don't believe that these experiments actually ended in the 70s. So, you know, who's to know? I mean, realistically, there's absolutely somewhere in our government where they're doing some sort of testing about this kind of stuff. Oh, so, for sure. I mean, MKUltra never died. It just changed its name. For sure. For sure. So when they say, oh, MKUltra died, they're technically not lying because they just changed the name. It's now MK Extreme. MK Supreme. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's that. That's the story of these these wacko twins who who fucking they were like superheroes, but also self destructive superheroes running uh, into. Uh, that's what we would be, though. It's us. Actually, it is us. Oh my god, running into traffic and. Really, I don't like how closely linked I am to this story. I'm sorry I brought it up. Uh, you know, my niece, who's 11. Uh-huh. Not 11 from Stranger Things. Let me correct myself. <laughs> Her name is Katie. Um, <laughs> close enough. Close enough. But she's 11 years old. She recently started listening to the podcast, which mortifies me. Precious. Um, she's one of our biggest fans. She texted me last night and said, for Christmas, all I want is your merch. Bless That's- her bless her fucking adorable she also sent me um a ghost story no it's very quick tell me she texted me and said 
I have a ghost story. <gasps> and then she said, when we moved, there are, there's a bunch of this old guy's stuff still in here from when he lived here. And we found his diary. And the first day we moved in, my sister uh, was playing with the air and talking to someone that wasn't there. And Kendall, her sister, is like five, six. Oh, no. So we just assumed that it was the guy that lives there. We just assumed that it was the guy that lives there. <laughs> okay. Of all things. Because um, he actually died in the spot that she was playing in. Great. And he died because of heart problems or cancer. I forget which one. Uh, <laughs> Good, good note there. I love kids. <laughs> She's really fact-checking. Um, he seemed to be following us because when we left, we took the diary with us and brought it to the new house. And we talked to him, and he's really nice. So just laying it out now, he's awesome. He doesn't... Uh, he's not a creepy ghost. <laughs> P.S. Missing you. <laughs> Listen. She's a good one. I love her. Anyway, I told her I would say it on the show, so... What a baby angel. But also, like, the fact that she's like, oh, yeah, we talked to him. And I'm like, oh, excuse you. Oh, hi. By also, the way. he's nice, not creepy. So, like, you know, he's not sitting next to me or anything and making sure I tell you that he's good. But, like, he's good. Like, we have. But, his... like, also, I'm going to tell him afterwards that I told you he's good. Oh, for sure. And, like, he, we have his diary. And it says in there that he's good, so he must be. And we know where he died on the spot, so. Because my little sister plays with the air around it, that dead spot. It's, like, fine. Anyway. Hi guys, bye. That was supposed to be a good note, but it's a bad note. To no, end I on. like it. It's an it's a it's a child's pure story. It's pure and angelic. She wants to grow up and be me, I think, and I don't blame her. Listen, she probably wants to be me, but you you know whatever. Okay, let's take it down a notch. <laughs> if you like what you hear, one, God bless you. Two, um, <laughs> we have uh, places you can find us, but I'm sure you already know about them. But here we go anyway. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at ATWWD Podcast. You can find our website, and that's why we drink.com. You can find our shop, which currently has even more cooler options. So many things. So many things, including fan art on coffee mugs and posters. Buy some Christmas gifts, y'all. Um, and you can find that at and that's why we drink.bigcartel.com. You can email us at and that's why we drink at gmail.com where you can send in your listener stories. We do one every first of the month which happens to be uh two days yesterday two days yesterday so if you haven't heard it yet two days ago if you haven't heard it listen in you can find us at all that great stuff our patreon you can also find us atwwd podcast please please help us raw uncut uncut (laughs) anyway um also geo's doing fine i just thought i would throw in (laughs) I've missed him a lot. I really needed him this um, this week. Also, let's all give Christine a round of applause for giving me thousands of dollars in cash, or at least being willing to. Also, by the way, we didn't mention this, but Christine was also having a party, like had a couple friends over that night, <laughs> and I just showed up at her house, and she hadn't gone to the ATM yet, and I just crashed her party that I wasn't invited to, by the way. Listen. Pulled her out of her own home. When she ordered pizza, they started eating the pizza, and I dragged her away and took her to a 7-Eleven. I was like, take all of the money out now. It wasn't a party. It was a weird... It was a powwow. It was a powwow. And all I wanted to do was give you $500, so, like, you made my night. Anyway, the fact that you're going to give me much more than that, brava. I would have given you more. And Gio could sense that it, that I needed a hug, so let's all give Gio a round of applause, too. Gio's an angel. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Sorry that you actually made it this far. 
I'm sorry. God, we're sorry. Hopefully you drank along so you're good and loose now. Loose caboose. Listen, be a loose caboose like us. But don't have a loose caboose. No. Have you, some respect. You know, have a little like of a like, like a like be a, a dignified caboose. You know, be a dignified caboose. Be like a um a uh an elastic caboose. Ooh, do your thing. Do your thing. Um, and that's why we drink? And that's why we drink. I'm gonna smash my martini glass and my wine glass together. Because we mix alcohol on this show. Cheers. You have to hold it from the tips. Okay, but by we you mean Christine. No, you, no, you have to hold, pinch both of them. Yeah, better. <laughs> okay, ah, just start trying. I'm gonna break it. Just start trying. Clink. It was only a dollar at Goodwill. It's fine. Should probably just cut it there. Okay, bye. <laughs>